Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the We Love Finland podcast. My name is Doogie, joined by Mr. Endo Mills and returning from the Holy Land himself, Mr. Finn for the win is here back on the podcast. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. This is the first time in almost a month that's been the three of us here doing this podcast. Uh, Sin, you missed the last show. It was it was a hell of a show. Uh, Endo yep. and I talked about chairs and all kinds of other random nonsense because not much had happened hockey wise, but you're back and hopefully can save the day. How are you, my friend? Tired, jet lagged, uh, but uh, otherwise pretty good. I understand the jet lag. We will talk a bunch about our trip um, because Damn it. I know you're still I've been home for over a week now. I'm not over it. You've only been home for a couple of days. You're very much not over it, as you just said. And um, yeah, hockey wise, there really isn't that much to talk about post deadline. But we will get your thoughts as well on the trade deadline, because there were some big trades that broke for both of our teams uh, while we were over there Uh, a week ago. Of course, Endo and I had uh, Mr. Danny Webster on the podcast to go through our trade deadline special. And that was great. But I need to get your thoughts on a few of those deals before that, though. Endo Mills, how are you? I'm good. Uh, Never been better. Yeah. (laughs) I'm slightly depressed that we lost uh, last night in a beer league shootout. Uh, cause we had the, it was a two game series out in the wide. We didn't play three games instead, but we won the first game. They won the second game. We went to OT, sudden death, went through no result shootout. It was like the eight, it was like the eighth or 10th shooter. And, uh, I couldn't make the stop to make the, to go through. So our season's over. Fortunately. Yeah. It's still bothering me. Why? But I mean, you're like the now Logan you know how Thompson. Logan Thompson. Yes. <laughs> 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 That's incredible. Uh, See, the difference well, between him, him and you is that he gets paid millions. Um, and that uh, we were already in the playoff. Yeah. It wasn't to get in. It was to go to the center. Shoot out in the playoffs. That's what we said. The the reason why we're so upset is that they had an illegal roster with several guys who hadn't played the minimum amount of games. And then the worst part about it was um, there's a there's a week next week where there's no games going on. There's a bye week. So it's like, why couldn't we just have a three game series, a best of three instead of having to squash it down in the one game? You're not wrong. It's it's as uh, questionable as the world juniors ending in a shootout, I would say. But hey, yeah. It happened. It happened. But Endo, I think I know a way to cheer you up. And that is by mentioning the lovely sponsor of this podcast, our friends at Manscaped.com. Ooh, is it, is it back in stock, Endo? No, this is the same <laughs> one. The old I haven't one. <laughs> bought it yet. I prioritized <laughs> buying the chair or my armpits. Because let me tell you, when I built that thing on stream, not yesterday, the day before, I was like over under an hour to get this done. It took me just under an hour because uh, I was drunk. And uh, yeah, you know, just just chilling. Manscaped, get your spiegel deodorant. <laughs> I've used up the entirety of it. I am on like fumes, essentially. Manscaped. Yeah. 
So, of course, whether or not it is their lovely spherical deodorant, zero residue, by the way. That's key. That's absolutely key. Don't want that clumpy nonsense. Uh, as well as other fine products, of course, that we've talked about throughout this show's lifetime. The Lawnmower 4.0, the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Sin, I saw you bringing that beard comb from the Pro Hedger Kit all the way to Finland's. Because why wouldn't you? It's a phenomenal, phenomenal product from our friends at Manscaped. And again, as always, you can use code TUGI at checkout. That's T-O-U-G-I-E for 20% off your order and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's code TUGI at Manscaped.com. With that, let's get to some viewer questions here. And we'll start off with uh, a question I think that was just answered. But RG Dust asks, Endo, how's the new chair? Good. Look at this. I can do this. I flip them up like that. I can just spin around. It's so good. It's so awesome. And because of that, I had to change out my entire fucking layout in my room. Had to. Because I will explain. So I have discovered that this room was on an incline. That's it. That's it. I was sat over there. It's too high. It was too weird. So I moved everything back over. That's it. End of story. And what a great story. Phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Terrific. Uh, <laughs> Just terrific. <laughs> uh, from AJ, favorite video game plot? Well, based on Finland, uh, it's it's the plot of all of our Mario Party games. And when we were over there, we played six or seven rounds oh my God. in about a week. Um, God damn it. Um. I'll have a real answer in a minute, but yeah, God, we played a shitload of Mario Party. It was fun. It they was. need more boards, though. They I'm do. It was uh, Mario Party superstars for those who uh, yeah. are wondering specifically. But um, oh, okay. Brought the old Switch with me, and uh, yeah, it's just God. You, you, it's still you're still hard pressed to be able to top in terms of video games Mario Party with other people. Like yeah. it's fun. Like, Endo has played, uh, it was, what, me, you, Monkey Dude, and Davos that have played, yep. like, on stream before. <laughs> but it's still not quite the same unless you're all in the same room. Yeah. Yeah, because you can directly look at the person and be like, you stole my fucking star. What's your problem? You can, you can, it's, there's no delay. There's no, like, 10 milliseconds, like, latency on there. It's you see him input that button to take away your star. And you mm. know exactly when, who you're getting mad at, per se very very true so favorite video game plot of all time this is a loaded question it's a tough question as someone who loves story-based games my brain goes to i mean god it's like more recent games i think of god of war the last of us um you know, when the God in the past there was got one. Ones <clears throat> Endo Mills, Ratchet Deadlocked. You're set. The whole that. point is you're set to like go investigate something. Uh, it's the opening cutscene, and then you're basically taken prisoner, and you are forced to fight in this gladiator, this televised gladiator event, where you have to take down other like bosses and other people who are gladiators in the event as well. I don't know why, but it is the one game that I can go to 24-7, 365, and play non-fucking-stop. 
That and One Piece Grand Adventure. That's it. Sin, has anything come to mind for you? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got to be the Halo series. Can I say a series? If not, then Halo Yeah, two. I'd say that's fair. Yeah, the Halo 1 through 3. Incredible, yeah. incredible plot line. Just fucking phenomenal. And Halo 2 is, has one of the best campaigns of all time. That it does. Um, God, again, like I'm stuck on the the Red Deads, the God of Wars, <laughs> The Last of Us, um, even like the Telltale Walking Dead games, the first, actually the whole thing, actually, now that I think back at it. Um, God, oh, even even the Batman Arkham series, because... Yeah, um, that's, that's God, great. Like, especially, like, people didn't like it as much, but Arkham Knight, where, spoiler alert for a decade-old game at this point, like Batman is consistently taunted by like the the image of the Joker, even though he died in the previous game. And that yeah. whole dynamic of how they kept the Joker relevant in the game, even though he was dead, was just and it's it's just Mark Hamill taunting you for an entire yeah, you, however you long burned campaign. That bitch alive was like it still Mark Hamill scene. at that point? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, because I know the voice of the Joker switched, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, perhaps I haven't seen too much like animated stuff in terms of yeah. whether or not they would have switched that out. I did finally get to see the Batman that came out last year on the flight over to Finland. It's a pretty damn good movie, man. It is. <laughs> I, I don't know why people didn't like it. I thought it was very, very good. I, it was. Yeah, it's like, it's voiced by Mark Hamill. Okay. okay. Um, like. I've I've talked about it before. I am someone as a as a major Batman fan that loves the camp of like Batman Forever with Jim Carrey as the Riddler, or even Batman and Robin with fucking Arnold as Mister Freeze. Oh like God. objectively terrible movies, I adore them. But what killed the, the dinosaurs? The Ice, Ice Age. Age. <laughs> the fucking the one liners are about Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. Is well, it, that's the, Tommy Lee Jones. Like, it is. It's just Tommy Lee Jones being like, oh, I'm going to make my own fun out of this. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, but I also love the more gritty kind of approach. And like the Nolan Batman films obviously had their fair bit of grit, especially the Dark Knight. Uh, but this one as well was really, really grounded. And uh, God, I love that movie. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and what better time to watch a near three hour movie than on a flight? So yeah, that, that's that's where, when I first watched it, too, was on, I think, the summer flight to Finland is the first time I watched that. I tried to download it to HBO Max and it wouldn't download. So I couldn't watch it last oh, time. Well, but you, I was able to get it this time watching this film. Did you looking not... out the window of the plane, watching <laughs> the sunrise? Top that. Did you not fly Finnair? Because they have your own like personal I, TV. I, so in June, I flew Finnair. But it wasn't on there yet. For oh. One of the no, that's right. The freaking uh, the long flight from New York to Helsinki. The uh, in-flight entertainment was down. Oof. Oh, no, no wonder. I had I had books. I had stuff on my phone. I had my switch. Yeah. So I was good. There was a dude next to me who had nothing. He literally sat there and looked forward for six and a half hours. Holy shit. Why didn't you Psychopath. give him a book to read? Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
I. You know what? It's your fault. Your fault that you. Yeah, he, he sat there like you know. He think like you know. Maybe he'll offer me something. Maybe he'll be like, "Hey, you want to play a game on the Switch?" No, it's all your fault, Tuggy. He he didn't talk to anybody. So inconsiderate hey. prick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in some ways, yes. Uh, <laughs> from sad. Nico, AJ, that was a hell of a question, by the way. A loaded question, because it's like, Jesus, space. It's like, hey, what? Well, then again, no favorite game of all time would be a different story, because it could be a yeah. game that has no plot whatsoever. So, yeah. Um, from called. Sad Nico, sports game relevant. Is there a way to do scouting properly in sports video games? Example, in Madden NHL, we need to send scouts to certain leagues slash areas to find out anything about a prospect. But in real life, it's easy to find highlight stats, opinions of any prospect from qualified sources. And having your scouts be unsure about a prospect's strengths and weaknesses when finding film and analytics to determine that IRL is fairly easy. So I'll reword this. I like how scouting would you, in NHL. I was going to say, how, if at all, would you improve scouting in, say, EA NHL franchise mode? Um, Be able to set your auto scout to look for a specific thing. Like, have, have your auto scout be set to always prioritizing potential in comparison. Yeah. That's really the only thing I'd change. Which at that point, it kind of goes to show that the system isn't necessarily working in that that's the only thing that's really kind of viewed as important, right? Like in terms of like, oh, let me scout out this guy's uh, position. It's like, who who cares? Just how good is he going to be? I want the best player available. I'll make it work. Like, there's really no need in that game to draft for need, nor is that really a viable strategy, unless it's, like, at the top and you got two, like, medium elites that you know. It's like, okay, they're going to be about equal. I can do whatever. Yeah, yeah. I do agree in a sense that it could be better. It is a very loaded question because I don't think you want to go too far into specifics. But kind of like you mentioned, yeah. at the same time right now, there's really only one thing that matters when it comes to scouting players. So, yeah, I'm not uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, like, yes, I in got, real life, like, it is easy to find highlights and stats and, and stuff like that from qualified sources. But those qualified sources are often scouts who are there watching the games. Mm. So, like, it, it is still necessary to, to send people to league so I, i'm sure maybe it was just worded weird and he didn't mean that mean that pete play you know teams don't send player or uh, scouts to leagues and locations because they absolutely do mm-hmm. and a lot of the uh info comes from those guys endo uh there's one thing that i've noticed because i don't really do scouting in nhl games i just don't really care i just kind of free ball it and just pick a random name where i put the scout beginning of the season oh how's this guy gonna look how's this guy gonna develop whatever i check like once or twice um i think the way fifa does their scouting system is interesting but then again like that's on a bigger scale because that's like a world game and really soccer is played all around the world so that's the reason why they can have their system set up the way it is um but i like i would want to see something like that combined with nhl's kind of system with that I also want to see a bigger incentive of grabbing undrafted players who then who are or stars. For example, mm-hmm. your scout could tell you this player right here, he's going to he's he's eligible for the draft this year, next year, and the year after that, but he's not going to get drafted, but you should keep an eye on him. Yeah, I mean 
you know, NHL games at times have had it, you know, skewed a bit too far towards like, oh, yeah, you can get late round steals all the time. Now it's mm-hmm. almost skewed to the point where you very rarely get late round steals. It used to be skewed heavily towards overagers being super effective. And now they are completely irrelevant within yeah. a franchise mode. Um, I would like to see the NBA system as well, where players have a potential ceiling and a potential floor. So it's like, well, you, you're kind of going to know based off of if you scout someone effectively. Okay, at best, this guy is going to be a medium top four defenseman. At worst, though, he's an ECHLer. And it's like, oh, yeah, we have that range locked in. Like, we just don't yeah. know. This guy is a complete toss up. Whereas, you know, you're, you're scouting in the top five. That'd be interesting. And, or number one overall pick. It's like, you know, because that's a thing that happens in the real life NHL, right? Is Especially with those top fives is where, and I'm going to throw back to the uh, 2022 draft here, um, where you have players where it's like, okay, Shane Wright is his ceiling as high as Slavkovsky's. Maybe not, but is Shane Wright the better player right now? Yes. So it would give more value to, you know, these players that start off like between 65 and 70, but their ceiling's higher, but Shane Wright starts off at like a 76, but his ceiling's a little bit lower. But at the same time, you could also argue Shane Wright's floor is higher. Like he's more of a sure thing, Mm -hmm. but that's the trade-off, right? Do you want more of a sure thing or the prospect like Slavkovsky who could be whatever and that much further up? It's like they've kind of tried to do that with the low, medium, high, but it's like that's only accuracy. It's, yeah. So like when when you see like those teams in the top five taking the high top six, who's only who's like 65 when there's like 75 plus medium elites going, it's a little weird. Right. Yeah, but and you really guaranteed a second liner. You really don't see players fall down the board all that mm-hmm. much. And you don't, you know, and I'll throw it over to you here. I'll try to think of the last yeah, point. I honestly just forgot. If there's one thing that I've seen recently on Twitter that could be implemented at NHL, probably, is I'm not sure what account does this. If it's Evolving Wild or whatever, hockey or whatever, they have a thing that shows them their readiness for the NHL, like a percentage. <laughs> it's like, oh, this, this player is like 20% likely to make the NHL, 80% likely. You could see something where like, oh, you have an overager pick, but like... He, at first, he was like, oh, he's not going to make the NHL at all. Then he has a good overage season and develops better fundamental skills. You could have a situation where it's like Justin Brazo, who was an absolute dominant like player in his overage season, gets offered a spot with the, the Marlies, doesn't really pan out, gets traded over there to, um, to the Portland Pirates and all that, right? Um, Yeah. <laughs> I just think in general, right? Like, it's just that... Especially, I I will say Madden, NHL especially, they just need to flesh these things out a little bit more. Like, there's so yeah. much potential to try and kind of replicate what we see in the draft instead of that not really being that much of a thing. And so much of that is tied to um, the AIGMs being incredibly dumb and useless and not having a general direction or idea of how they want to build their team, for better or worse, because I do think... Um, there needs to be uh, essentially like AI GM ratings as well. 
you know, it's like you have coaches and scouts and stuff like that. I think AI GMs need to be a thing added into NHL. Uh, that way, too, some teams can just end up with, uh, you know, objectively bad general managers. Chuck Fletcher, looking at you, homie. Uh, so you know, I would love to see that replicated. But again, solid, solid question. I mean, our that's last question comes. That's what already that? in the game, though. I mean, look at all the AI movements that are happening in franchise mode right now. Every GM's fucking Chuck Fletcher. And I, was I remember, about to say, yeah, at this yeah, point, every GM is Chuck much. Fletcher, Lou Lamorello, Sleepy Lou. Uh, what's his name? <clears throat> fucking hell, Mike Milbury. That could go off. Fucking Sleepy Lou. Is that? A, are we making that a thing? Jesus. Oh, I, I paid him respect. too much. <laughs> Have some respect for Lou Lamorello. I don't know. Dude doesn't even know where he is anymore. Come on. Yeah. With that, final question. Bring back the Sound Tigers, and this will transfer us over to our first real topic of the day. What is the timetable for Sin moving to Finland permanently? Sin, is there a timetable? Yeah, spring 24. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) That's what I heard when we were still there, so... And extra motivated now for sure. Yeah. Um, this this trip in general, right? Just to talk about this, because I haven't gone a day without thinking about how amazing it is over there. How much I hope with Sports Gamer that we have another event at the beginning of the summer, end of spring, like we did last year. Uh, as an excuse to go back over, you're planning on going over no matter what. So being able yes. to do something with sports gamer would just be a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was um, man, this was an amazing goddamn experience. It really, really was. Um, <laughs> even from the start, we both lucked out, and like our flights over there were smooth, no real issues. You had to go to Dallas again, and. Look at people enjoying Whataburger, which is always a shame. But um <laughs> better than having to go to fucking O'Hara. Oh, fucking O'Hara Airport? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Dallas is a really freaking clean airport. Like it's it's really easy to get around. Like it's huge, but they have this like tram that'll go all the way around. It's super easy to navigate. And good food and shit, I guess. So <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, just, like, the flight over were smooth as hell, so it's like, all right, you just yeah. kind of knew from the start this was going to be an awesome trip. Um, I We we had the, the storybook arrival as I walk out. I, I hit the ramp, and who's at the bottom of the ramp? Who's the first person I see but Sin in his beautiful winter hat? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it was... It was awesome, man. Right from the start, we had an Airbnb in one of the best spots we could probably have it. Um, Literally a two-minute walk from the shoreline in a park with an amazing cafe located in this park that we went to four out of the seven days, five out of the seven days. (laughs) Like, I mean, like just, just a dream scenario really and um god yeah i mean just the obviously you know 
whether it be just the different exploring around. I mean, I mentioned it a lot. Like my fiance was over there with me, uh, which was great. And then we get to the actual like event itself with over the course of the two days. And that was, uh, that was something, you know, we've had two drastically different experiences, both positive in their own ways, but two drastically different broadcasting experiences uh, in Helsinki at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They're, there's a reason why Sin can somewhat confidently say that, like, oh yeah, hopefully within a year I'm over there. Um and I'm I'm jealous in a sense because I feel like if I was in a slightly different place in my life, having not just been like, Oh yeah, I've been in this house for almost two years type of thing, um, it is something that I, I would actually consider as well. Like genuinely consider. This was the this was a trip and an experience where it genuinely gets you to think about like what do i want for my future where do i want to live moving forward where do i want you know my family to be and to potentially just the idea of even like okay kids do i want the kids growing up in the u.s school systems (laughs) or the finnish school systems (laughs) just every aspect of it man every aspect it is an amazing, amazing place. Um, mm-hmm. And so I feel like we could both wax poetic about it. But if I didn't mention anything, or if you wanted to go into detail about anything, let me know because this is kind of what I presumed would take up a good amount of a uh, good amount of the show today. No, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's hard uh, hard to not just go off and say how amazing it is constantly, and I do constantly. Um, to everyone I meet who asked me where I was and what it's like. And it's just, yeah, it, it's pretty nuts just how, I don't know. Like I'm in a position where, um, like I feel so at home over there and it's a much, much different feeling. Like, yes, kind of my life is here in a lot of ways. My family's here, but I don't have anything holding me here in America, in California. And the more I spit time I spend in Finland, the more I just like feel, get that feeling of like, yeah, this is where I got to be. And mm-hmm. especially now, like, yeah, I have, uh, delete, I've deleted all my dating apps. Just, uh, <laughs> just saying. Hey, wow. And that's a big reason. big reason I'm going back early in June. Make sure I'm invited to the wedding. Um, and if you could plan it for either apparently February or June, uh, that would be great because I might already be over. There. <laughs> oh man! Well, I mean, hey, if that's gonna happen, all the more, all the more reason for uh, <clears throat> a different wedding at the end of this year to uh, maybe have a, a streamer table at that wedding as a as a few months early American send off. Who's to say? Um, God, but yeah. Um, so when we were also over there, right? Because again, we could sit here just all the different aspects talking about the event itself. Again, if people haven't checked it out, it is still uh, the VOD is up there over the course of the two days. Twitch.tv forward slash sports gamer GG um, for two just really awesome days at what was essentially a gaming expo mm-hmm. at this big ass event center in Helsinki. That was just awesome. Um, I, God, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. Like, it, it's just that idea of like, Hey, 
explain the experience and everything that you did. It's like, Jesus, how much time do you have? Yeah. And I know people, some of my, you know, subscribers and stuff like, yeah, do a VOD for us. But like, I I find it so hard to do any of that there um, because I'm just completely in the moment constantly. And that's Mm -hmm. such a nice feeling. And yeah, um, I'd, I would love to like take the time and I've, I, and I told myself, all right, I'm going to do it this time. I'll find some time <laughs> to do it. And I'm just like, I didn't because it's just, I, I don't want to talk about what I'm doing over there. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I do, but it's just also, it's like as much as I want to talk about it, I'm just so busy living it. Right. And yeah. So re- yeah, if, if you haven't gone if you're out there and, and want to travel somewhere, check out the Nordics, especially if you're from America. Mm-hmm. Go see what life could be. And then fight the good fight when I'm gone. There you go. Oh, man. I but guess, even, I, guess so, I have to take a trip over there in the in June, possibly. Huh? You do. You should, yes. if well, you can. Um, there you go. Man, even, like, again, like, my fiance is a, um, is a teacher. And, you know, obviously she starts looking up different things about this place, you know, about Finland as a country. And it's like, oh, kids don't start really going to actual school until they're six. So every day that we're out going to that park, it's just essentially like daycares where these kids are outside playing in the snow all day, just learning how to socialize without the pressure of having to really learn too much. And then you get the idea of like big standardized testing really isn't a thing until you're a teenager compared to here where we are just, you know, beating the, for the most part, beating the fun out of knowledge and learning out of Mm -hmm. kids as early as we possibly can, because Mm -hmm. we do nothing but instill pressure on people uh, to perform at an extremely high level. Um, Everything, everything about that fucking place. It's just, it's like, okay, this subject, how they do it over there versus how we do it here. It makes sense. And it, it is just that general thought of like, wow, it makes so much more sense. And again, I'm sure there'll be Finns, Swedes, whoever else, you know, in those countries where they're just like, ah, but this, 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 and this. And yeah, every place is going to have its general negatives. But my God, just the... You don't necessarily want to say culture shock because it's not like, oh, I'm out of my element. It's a shock and it's like, yeah, this is how things should be. Why am I not here? And for sin, it's going to be like, not too long until I am there. (laughs) So, again, um, we could go on and on about this. But to that uh, vlogging point, I felt the same way. I was like, you know what? I didn't do it in June. I'll sit there and just be like, oh, what's up? I'm in the airport. Uh, here's the, I got to do the, the shot of outside the window. Uh, we got to the airport and hey, there's sin. Let me like, no, I don't want to arrive at the airport holding my phone, walk up to sin and hug you and be like, oh, are we both in frame? Like, I just want to fucking live in the moment. Um, you know, there You're were hate me, multiple, Jesus Christ. There were multiple <laughs> days. <laughs> Number one, too, I don't want to look like a gigantic douche um, more than I already do. Uh, but there were just multiple days too, where it's just like, oh, cool. Like sins out exploring me and my fiance are out exploring just, you know, there's, there's no sense of like, oh, are we lost or anything? It's the most simple fucking city to navigate. And it's like, cool, let's just go look at cool shit and hang out. 
again, there are certain aspects of it where it's like, well, if you're not in vacation mode, how much is it really going to feel that way still? I think it's going to feel like that 90% of the time, though, that we're over there. So Finland's fucking amazing. Sin, when we were over there, though, um, a lot of trades happened NHL-wise. Mm-hmm. Again, Endo and I last week had the chance to talk with Danny Webster about all of the deals. If there are any trades outside of your favorite team that you have any thoughts on, let me know. But in regards to the Sharks, there's essentially one big deal uh, that we have to talk about, and that is trading Scott Reedy to the Dallas Stars for Jacob Peterson. Absolutely. Jacob Peterson's a beauty, and I'm very, very excited to have him. I liked Scott Reedy. I'm incredible net front presence. Good-looking fucking guy. Good-looking ball player. Uh, anyway, good-looking um, kid. <laughs> but uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Jacob Peterson from Dallas fans, and they seem to love him, which is often a good sign. It means you're you know, getting a good character guy usually and maybe some decent potential as well. Uh, aside from that, there was uh, the Nemesnikov swap, which essentially had Nemesnikov go to Winnipeg Stonks. from Tampa uh, the Sharks gave up Michael Isamont, but picked up a fourth rounder. Um, Free pick, dealing... stonks, stonks indeed. We got we got um, Isamont off waivers, so stonks. There you go. <laughs> um, Nick Benino back with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Sharks get a, a random, <laughs> a random Swede, uh, a seventh and a fifth, a conditional fifth. So not no, much. we gave the fifth to Montreal to, or some team for brokering the 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 roster, the salary retention. We don't huh? get the fifth. Well, there you yeah. go. Um, and then the two the two big deals, and I genuinely consider this first one a big deal. Um, sending a third round pick in 2024 to Anaheim for the signing rights to prospect Henry Thrun, uh, who at Harvard as a defender is fucking crushing it. Had mm-hmm. 32 points in 35 games last year, has 26 and 28 this season. If the Sharks can sign this guy at 21 years old, fucking ggs that is huge especially on top of the big trade that we'll talk about in a second and the prospects that they picked up there they seem fairly confident they can sign them so i hope they can because a third is not you know no small thing really when it comes to a player like that Mm. and we hope it's just that he didn't want to play in anaheim and not just i don't want to go in california like that would kind of suck but uh, yeah, um, the, the organization seems confident that they can sign him i don't know if they give up a third if they aren't at least like 90% sure that they could sign him. We'll see, but I hope like hell we do. Cause I'm very excited about him. I think he could be very good defense is something prospect wise that we wanted to add on, especially as Ferraro's not looking uh, as great as we once thought he could be. And then there is the trade. The night of Saturday, February 25th, we were back at our Airbnb after the world finals that we covered and we're both getting ready to go to bed. And then all of a sudden I look on my phone and I'm like, sin, did you see this Timo Meyer? And then at least for, this was like two in the morning. (laughs) This was like one or two in the morning over there. And I know we were both glued to our phones for at least the next hour before I'm like, all right, fucking I'm going to bed. We'll see what this looks like in the morning. Yeah. The deal after Scott Harrington was required on waivers uh, by the Ducks from the Devils, the deal ended up being Timo Meyer to New Jersey for uh, as well as Zachary Iman, Santori Hataka, 
Timor Abragamov and a fifth round pick and to the Sharks, Andreas Janssen, Fabian Zetterland, Nikita Ahatyuk, Shakira Mukamadulin, a 2023 conditional first, a 2024 conditional second that could also be a first, uh, and a 2024 seventh rounder. Um, what was the your, condition on the 23 first? I, th- I thought it didn't have one. Uh, the condition on the 2023 first is that if the pick is top two, the Devils oh, right. will transfer the 2024 instead. Yeah, yeah. Top and then two the 20, protected. Then the 2024 one is if the Devils make the conference finals and Meyer plays in 50% of the games this year, or if the Devils make the conference finals next year, uh, then it's another first-round pick. So there's a mm-hmm. decent chance of two first-round picks being in the deal, yeah. along with Mukamadulin, who was a first-round pick not all that long ago, and then Okotjuk, Zetterland, and Janssen. Your initial reaction to this trade was one of disappointment and frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I, I hope you will not deny that. Uh, no. And you might not have to if that is still your viewpoint. How do you feel now about two weeks after this deal? It's it's I, I would be being able to like kind of think of it. I th- it's it's still disappointing in in some ways, but Fair. um, because you know here's the thing: Janssen's a cap dump. He's twenty six. Uh, yeah, twenty eight. Yeah, so he's not part of your long term plan. He's a spot filler right now. So okay, Zetterland. Maybe solid middle six guy. He's 24, I believe. Um, 23. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm close. <laughs> the age. Um, yeah, if you're within two years, you're doing okay. Yeah, so he hasn't looked great so far, but it's easier for a, a more experienced guy like Janssen to adjust to a new system than it is for Zetterland. But we're giving Zetterland the opportunities. Here's the thing. Zetterland's going to get crazy opportunities that he wouldn't get in, in, with the Devils. So he'll have that chance to really show that he's something cool. Um, you know, the two other prospects, very excited about, about Mook. Um, and I don't know how to pronounce his full name yet, uh, but yeah, I'm very excited about him. Big guy, offensive touch. He can skate well. That's pretty rare to find. So hopefully he pans out what, what they kind of, what Greer kind of went for on this is like this, the thing of like, okay, you don't need just a bunch of elite talents. You need guys who can play everywhere. So he, he's, he racked up quantity instead mm-hmm. of quality. And while I am still disappointed that we didn't get one of the the names of the Devils and that we kind of, I don't know, I feel like that's a rookie move to let them dictate what the fuck they're going to give up for an elite first line winger, goal scoring winger, 40 goal guys. They don't grow on fucking trees. Um, But the return isn't that bad. It's not egregious. We didn't get fleeced uh, Mm -hmm. because you know, according to Twitter, every trade, one team gets fleeced no matter what. Um, right. Yeah, it's just it's one of those where it's not going to be immediately clear. Yeah, I, I very much agree with that. Um, it could work out really well, because, again, you're going to need those middle six di- guys. By the time we're looking to compete against Zetterlund's going to be smacking his prime in a guy who can play, you know, anywhere from third line to maybe third fill in on first line every now and then and make an impact guys like that. You really need Janssen. Don't know if we even keep him. So he's again, he was more of a cap dump, but those two, you know, other prospect guys, essentially you went for like three guys. You could have solid freaking impacts. Like in, we'll put it in NHL 23 terms. You got like a guy, you know, who's ready for third line with top six potential. And then 
two guys with around top four potential, maybe a bit higher of an upside for Mook. Um, you need those guys. You can't, you know, you can't just have a ton of elite guys and try to stuff them in. I mean, just look at, look at Toronto. You could argue that they had too many elite guys. They've lost some. Um, or Edmonton, who kept trading them for garbage. <laughs> like, so I, I like, I understand what Greer is trying to do. Um, you better hope for a fucking top three, this, this draft pick this year. If you don't, if you're bumped out of the top three, it's bad. It's, or not as good. Like I know the top five is good, but man, you really need a top three pick. You know, I do think had Timo Meyer had an extension, you would have landed, uh, at least Holtz. Although I know you weren't sold on Holtz. Like Luke Hughes or Simon Nemich was never happening. Not a chance. I mean, the, I don't think there's any way the Devils would give up those two, both being that's, former that's top That's why five I was saying, picks. okay, then don't deal with them. Like, I don't, I, right. and I know Greer said, oh, you know, maybe things are different. He won't have that. You can't trade him on the premise of he's going to get, you know, have this this year playoff, like in the deal, like he won't play this year playoff. So he'll be worth less than the draft or in, I don't know if I completely buy that. Mm. Um, I still think you could have traded him at the draft or in the off season when team have, have, have more money, you lock him into the extension. Then you get a bigger return then. Uh, so yeah. Um, but I, I don't like, again, sure. They don't have an extension. I don't think there's any way that the devils don't sign him. So they got more, mm. you know, I, I do think in terms of the, of the return though, it was, it was good. Like you said, they did go for quantity over quality, but they also needed quantity. Um, you know, they prior to this trade did not have a defensive prospect that was taken in the first round. Yeah. Uh, Mook, however the hell you want to say it. I always say it like, they, like they pronounced it at the draft because it sounded funny. Um, is their only guy. They do have like a hot is a former second rounder. Um, I think Artemi Niazov was a former second rounder. I know Matias Havlid was. So it's like they have some guys who were who were almost there, but they finally I want to say Kanizhov was too, but I could be wrong on that. Maybe. But they finally get some defensive depth that they need, right? Because you don't know what the future for Carlson is. They have Mario Ferraro signed long term. Obviously Vlasic's up there in age. Um, even someone that they did sign who they're like, hey, maybe this guy will be something for us. Marcus Nudivara, he's missed all season uh, due to injury. So it's just one of those things where, yeah, I mean, would you have preferred one stud player, even like a <laughs> Dawson Mercer? Or would you yes. have preferred to kind of restock the cupboards a little bit more? It's like, okay, you can have one really <laughs> awesome meal. And then you might go hungry on some other nights or you can consistently eat. It might not be uh, fine dining, but you're not going to go hungry. It's a tough call. So I my initial reaction to that shark trade was that, hey, I don't think it was that bad. I do still feel that way in terms of points percentage right now as of the day we're recording, which is March 9th. Uh, the Sharks have the third lowest winning percentage in the league. Uh, they are only. Uh, out shitted, out shat by Chicago and Columbus. Um, Chicago, by the way, is one point back with a game at hand. Columbus is three points back with a game at hand. So 
there is still a realistic scenario uh, where the Sharks could uh, end up being the worst team in the league. They currently have the worst form in the league at two, seven and one in their last 10. Yeah. So time will tell. Like you said, it's another, excuse me, it's another big aspect of the trade is just time will tell in regards to a lot of this stuff. Aside from that, couple of small things to make note of before this one kind of fucking pain in the ass story to mention. Um, it is March 9th, and the Boston Bruins could be the first team to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, they'll need some results to go their way. Um, it's unlikely they clinch tonight. Uh, but it could happen. Uh, the scenarios as laid out on NHL.com, um, they need to beat the Oilers. Uh, the Sens and Islanders both need to lose. So could happen, uh, but eventually will happen. Obviously, it's just yeah. a matter of how soon do they clinch? Because, again, it has been an unbelievable season for them. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, yep. Tony D'Angelo was suspended for being a dick, a.k.a. suspended for being himself. Um, He got two games for spearing Corey Perry in the balls, which some people celebrated, I'm sure. Uh, The best part was it was probably it probably resulted in the gif of the season uh, where every lightning player then immediately mauled Tony D'Angelo on the ice. It was cinema brings a tear to your eye was absolutely beautiful uh, aside from that uh ottawa cam talbot is going to be out with an injury uh he has had a lot of injury struggles so we'll see kind of how that affects the Sens' ability to get into the playoffs they are currently five points back of pittsburgh both teams with 19 games left uh that eastern wild card situation is nuts right now you have the Islanders in the top spot on 74 points with 66 games played. Pittsburgh, 73 points with 63 games played. Then you have the Panthers, who are three points back. Sens, Sabres, Caps, all five points back of Pittsburgh. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for Buffalo to make it, though. I am. Although that means they'd play the Bruins. And I don't want the Bruins to ruin ruin their lives. So I don't know who I'd want the Bruins to play, but doesn't yeah. matter. Bruins are trash. Trash. <laughs> you know what? Just for that alone, <laughs> just for that alone, let's go Buffalo. Yeah. Oh God. And the uh, final team to mention. Um, well, this will be fun. Uh, first and foremost, for the Minnesota Wild, they announced that Kirill Kaprizov is going to be out for the next three to four weeks. Uh, Minnesota's currently in second in the Central. Uh, they were and pretty much are neck and neck with Dallas for that number one spot. We'll see what happens. Colorado has some games at hand, so we'll see kind of where Minnesota ends up. But obviously the Western wildcard race is almost non-existent. It's literally between, like, can Calgary make their way in? That's about it. Um, But still, fortunate for them to end up with an injury. Uh, But that's not primarily why people are talking about the Minnesota Wild. Because, uh, yeah, when... The Ivan Provorov situation happened. Uh, a lot of people were saying, ah, it's just one instance. Don't worry about it. And everyone else was saying, LOL, this is going to start something. And indeed it has. Um, the Wild were scheduled to wear Pride Night jerseys in their warm-up um, and elected not to. 
Um, Michael Russo, who covers the Wild for the Athletic, was uh, said that he was told it was an organizational decision. Um, it is worth noting, similar to the Flyers, the rest of what was scheduled to go on did happen. Um, this, there was a tweet out there as well. Uh, for the handful of guys who are intolerant of uh, initiatives like this, so many are true allies. Uh, John Merrill of the Wild and his wife Jess hosted 30-plus uh, members of the LGBTQ plus community, had a post-game meet-and-greet, just like they did last season. So you still had quite a few people that um, still held up their end of the bargain. Um, Mark Lazarus, who covers the uh, Chicago hockey team, uh, mentioned uh, Connor Murphy, defender Connor Murphy, uh, who said he expects all of his teammates to fully participate in Pride Night on March 26th, later this month. Um, when he was asked about teams that haven't, he said, it's a bit disappointing. Uh, he said of those who haven't, you know, gone through with this, it seems like we have so many other nights and nobody else raises any issues. Connor Murphy, ladies and gentlemen, Connor Murphy, um, fair play to him calling out the, uh, interesting hypocrisy of all of this, given that, Hmm, what would happen if someone said, you know what? No, I'm not going to wear the military appreciation night Jersey. Um, it's, it's just a shame. My, my thoughts and opinions based off of that podcast that we did have not changed. Um, if you cannot do the basics to show decent respect, uh, towards your fellow people, your fellow humans who are not hurting anybody, uh, then fuck you. And if you have an issue with wearing a jersey that proceeds go to charities, we just, you knew this was going to be a continuing thing this all yep. season. Um, I don't know if you guys have any opinions on this beyond what we had opinions uh, previously in the season. But um, yeah, shout out to the Minnesota Wild, whether or not uh, it's the organization outright, the front office. If they were like, well, shit, certain players aren't going to wear them, so we don't want to bring on the shitstorm. Let's just not do it. Who the fuck knows? Um, it's exhausting. It's pathetic. And, uh, hey, it is what it is, I guess, is kind of where we're at because uh, they're not the first team to back out of doing the bare minimum, and they won't be the last. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about Finland a lot today and the Sharks, and the trade deadlines, because that is the biggest story in hockey over the last little bit. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, churches in Finland actually had pride flags up because they can that separate. You know. Oh, what I'm not even going to get into it. I've already said enough on the topic, and I've mm -hmm. said my opinion on all the Pride Night stuff. I mean, it's just like companies. Uh, every single fucking corporation on the planet puts a rainbow flag up during like pride month or whatever. And they don't give a shit clearly like they there it's, it's an image thing. So like, if you don't give a shit, don't do anything like, especially for like when it comes to teams, because yeah, people don't need to be reminded that they're, that people hate them and they don't need to see a bunch of people justify that. They don't need to see an athlete that they made like say that, you know, fuck your existence, which essentially they're saying, I don't care if you disagree. That is what they are saying. Yeah. My belief that I would, you know, that I choose to uphold or that I was fucking raised to uphold is more important than the way you were born. 
Fuck you. No, it's not. And no, anything to add, or are we uh, are we about done here? <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, we've already we've already repeated everything like a broken record at this point. So, yeah, because we've yeah. had to because this has yeah. continued to pop up throughout the season. So, isn't that isn't that fun that one of the biggest talking points of this season gets to be this fucking nonsense of people just not being able to be half decent? But hey, it is what it is. With that. Gentlemen, it was good to have both of you back here, and hopefully we have more shows coming up that'll be nothing but fun. Um, but hey, in this current hockey landscape, who the hell knows? Um, with that, Endo Mills, aside from chair streams, what do you got going on? And randomly playing drop-ins and versus. What the hell was that today? Uh, You haven't been around a lot, my friend. I've been playing versus a lot, honestly. Um, Why? whenever I'm just bored, I just play versus. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I play, I play versus and I play actual hockey versus forcing the cross creases, except when it goes to OT and all they keep doing is the spinning around the net and doing the fucking backhand, like far side, like crease cheese. Uh, yeah, I, I was just bored and I don't know what else I wanted to do. I've, I've just been, I don't know, just in like a somber mood lately for the past two days. And so I was like, yeah, I'll play drop-ins i don't know i'd see either that or i play fucking hut and if i play hut, i want to fucking kill myself so you know <laughs> say you can't kill me ea i'm already dead is the exactly. vibe that i'm getting <laughs> yeah and today's not a content day so no one's fucking streaming like, i wonder fucking why mm. sin now that you're back what do you have going on nothing yet <laughs> but eventually i will and uh yeah, been uh, strongly considering doing some streaming again and just doing it to do it because, yeah, I know my setup, I'm not going to be able to have the on-screen notifications because it just doesn't work and OBS doesn't work on Mac, so I'm just going to do it and just, yeah, because, again, uh, I want to go to Finland and I want to bring as much as my income with me. Mm. So if I could get, I don't even, yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to be streaming on Twitch or YouTube. We'll see which one's the easiest. And actually works. <laughs> YouTube might be a better shout for you. In all honesty. Like just yeah. right now, especially trying to get anything on Twitch can be incredibly difficult. <laughs> um, so, yeah, honestly, YouTube might be better because you do already kind of have the, you know, the yeah. built in framework uh, having been on YouTube now for many, many years. Yeah. Yeah. Sim for the win yeah. productions on YouTube. Twitch.tv forward slash endomills. Yeah. And I am everywhere at Tuki24. Twitch-wise, we have been playing a lot of uh, NCAA college football revamped, uh, doing a rebuild, a Texans-only run uh, with the University of Texas, San Antonio. Uh, it nearly broke me last night, so uh, we'll see what the future brings for that. NHL-wise, brand-new franchise mode just dropped with the trade deadline rosters. I am finally, finally taking over Chicago. I refuse to touch them. And yes, I changed the logo. And a few minutes ago on YouTube, I got a tremendous comment from Samuel Marchand. Bros colder than a snowflake. And I left a strong like on it. Um, because why would I not? So I'm intrigued to see how that plays out. And yes, the just the bait of changing the logo. 
It's it's going to deliver the salt that I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, and then MLB The Show comes out uh, later on this month, and there will be a lot of that. Torf's coming back, baby. Yes. Um, I think I'm... He's I think a fan now, though. I think I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, I think I'm going to make him a fan over a German. Um, I won't have to change too much about... You have to change his last name. Yeah, that's true. Oof. Oof. What do we do? Ah, There was that hockey player, Jimmy Suomi, who was Finnish. His (laughs) name was Jimmy Finland. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, I don't know. Maybe we go Torf Suomi. We'll think about it. Maybe we'll we'll have to uh, take some suggestions. I mean, to be fair, my girlfriend's last name is actually kind of more German. Because she has Swedish background, but uh, oh shit! Spoiler alert! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, I was like, wait a second, wait a second. He was getting vague earlier, but now he's like, ah, fuck it. But (laughs) I mean, like, he dropped a hint. You know, I deleted the apps. You know, I'm I'm a changed man, born again Christian. That is true, but yeah. Up to oh, you if man. you want me to cut it out. If not, then no, hey, no, no, I, your, I don't, I don't care. Send yeah, your congratulations, our boy. We we all love our women's. I love. We do. Yesterday was International Women's Day, and my favorite thing is just I love women. It's just Did like you guys see, uh, oh, sorry, continue. Sorry, no, no. My favorite thing is um, I'll just go down on Instagram and I'll see like all these buff like bodybuilding women posing and all that, and the top comments are always just I love women. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> Go ahead, Sin. I was uh, just gonna say, yeah. Uh, a few Finnish uh, people are things that I follow on Twitter posted a picture of a uh, five uh, of the party leaders out of the six major political parties in Finland. Guess what, guys? You can have more than two parties. <gasps> um, what? Yeah, there. It's <laughs> like five out of the six major parties in Finland are headed by women, which is amazing and awesome. <sighs> Imagine, imagine, yeah, imagine being space and being encouraged to go into a, into, you know, I'm kind of with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it. Like, I, I can stream from Finland. There's got to be a market for English, you know, English speaking teachers. They all speak English over there anyway. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I was told because I've been debating starting a TikTok talking about a bunch of like positive uh masculinity and like my mental health and sobriety journey and stuff like that and then also like if i went to finland or something like that or in finland just fucking make content about how awesome finland is because Finns love that shit because no one no one knows what the hell like half the people <laughs> i talk to they don't even know where finland is on a map mm-hmm. all american education <laughs> um and Finns just love when you fucking hype up their country like yep because it is a great yeah. country and I, yeah so i'm not on tiktok that much but my fiance is and yeah she got to experience finnish tiktok and it's all <laughs> just like isn't this place fucking dope yeah <laughs> like that's all it is and everyone's like yes it is it's the best yep. they're just uh, their own hype man they're their own hype man it's like yeah. oh this oh my god a flag <gasps> oh! it's going nuts Oh God! So with that, everyone, and we get the end of the we get the end of the show on the high note, which I'm happy about. We will be back next Damn. week, hopefully, with some more NHL positive stuff to talk about. Maybe, possibly. If not, we'll just talk about Finland for a month until the playoffs start. That'll be the Finland! best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, everyone, 
Support the boys, Twitch, YouTube. You know the deals. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Manscaped.com, Code Toogie, and we will see you next week.